Welcome to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Hi, I'm Nicole Bernard, and I'll be your host. I've been a small business owner for over 12 years, and I know how hard it is to market your business effectively. With all the tools out there, it can be confusing, and with all the tasks of running a business, it can be hard to find the time. In this podcast, I'll cover best marketing practices, essential tips and tricks to grow your business, and chat with other business owners to glean valuable information that they are using to crush their goals. So grab a glass and let's chat. Hey everyone, and welcome back to Bubbles and Biz, where we raise a glass to small business owners and entrepreneurs. Uh, This week, I am super excited to share my guest as well as her amazing products that she uh, sent me and they're just amazing. So I'll go into that a little bit more. But um, and I also love her story and everything that she has created. It's so neat. Her name is Angela Gia Kim, and she's the founder of Savor Beauty and Spa and the author of Radical Radiance, 12 Weeks of Self-Love Rituals to Manifest Abundance, Beauty and Joy. So thanks for joining me. It's such a pleasure to be here. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I'm excited. And it, it, what stood out to me too is that my l- word last year was abundance. This year it was harmony. So anything that says abundance on it, I'm like, oh, I love it. I cannot wait to read it. <laughs> I love, love, love the word abundance. Yeah, it's so powerful. Like it really is. And I had no idea about like the power behind words until recently. And it, it really is such a thing. Yeah. Words hold so much amazing energy. And I think what we choose to say to ourselves, um, we can get more into it later via affirmations. Uh, it really makes a difference in elevating our vibration. Yes, totally. I totally agree. Um, and what I love too, like right in the beginning of the book, before we dive into all the other fun stuff, like skincare is self-care. Uh, that like hit me like a ton of bricks. I was like, oh my goodness, like that makes so much sense. <laughs> yes. Well, I believe how you treat your skin is how you treat your soul. And, yeah. you know, my mom has a saying that she used to say to me when I was younger, treat your skin like the most expensive silk on earth. And I just had this aha moment where I was like, you know, while I was doing my self-love journey, um, what if I treated myself like the most expensive silk on earth? And that was a real turning point. Yeah. Oh, I love that. It's so true. Um, So yeah. So before, let's back up a little bit. I'd love to hear, I, I know what your story is, but I'd love for you to share, you know, you were trained to be a pianist and like how all that changed. So if you could dive into that, that would be awesome. Yeah. From the time that my dad and mom plopped me on a piano bench at the age of three, <laughs> I think they just had it in their heads that I would be a concert pianist. And so since I was like four or five, I was entering piano competitions and, you know, practicing um, even when I was very young, like two, three hours a day. And then as I became a professional, I went to college and then became professional, you know, up to 13 hours a day of practicing, touring, I think at one point I had visited more towns um, than a presidential candidate performing in these different places. That's a lot. Yeah, all over the United States. So I never thought in a million years I would be an entrepreneur, you know, and it's about to walk out on stage and put on this quote, natural lotion all over my body and started breaking out into these horrible hives in front of hundreds of people. And That was just a catalyst for me to take a look at the list of ingredients. And um, I was just really shocked at how many chemicals there were. And it was was just a hobby of mine to start researching and looking into it. And I'm Korean. um, Korean women 
my mom are very <laughs> obsessed with skincare. And so it was just something that was ingrained into our daily lives that you take care of your skin. And so I wanted to um, see, you know, I, was, I just started experimenting in my kitchen and making these lotions and potions, you know, from like olive oil or coconut oil. And, you know, one thing led to another and I was waking up very early in the morning and making and experimenting and making mistakes which by the way, as a concert pianist, you were never allowed to make a mistake really. You know, um, mm -hmm. if I made one mistake on stage, I, I really was um, self, I was very harsh with myself, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was a spiritually healing process to be able to just make lotions and potions and make tons of mistakes, thousands of them, because I would wake up very early in the morning and I would just experiment with mm -hmm. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of, of formulas. And slowly but surely, I started to give them as gifts to friends. And they were like, oh, my God, this cream is amazing. It helped my eczema. My mom loved it for its anti-aging qualities. Um, it was very nourishing. And people were wanting to buy them for their friends. And so I just slapped a price on it <laughs> and became this accidental entrepreneur. I love that. How old were you? Oh, my gosh. That's a very good question. So what you mean when I first made my very first lotion in my kitchen? I yeah. Um, let me think. Like it was must have been when I was 30 something. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So very um, I was just like winding down my piano career because this is also around the time that I was pregnant with my daughter Sienna. Mm -hmm. And she um I, I didn't want to tour anymore. And mm -hmm. so it's kind of like this beautiful perfect storm. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And I love too that, you know, it's, you start with these products, but then like with the book and the planner, like it, it kind of, you know, radiates to so many other areas in our lives, you know? Yes. Yeah. Um, the, the book Radical Radiance that I wrote is really kind of a philosophy, my philosophy on um, everything is energy. And so we can get more mm -hmm. into that later, but yeah, you're right. It's just, um, it, I feel like what I love about my brands is that it stems from authentic need for healing, mm -hmm. which we all need, you know, like, yes, for real. Um, I totally forgot to ask you got your wine and your champagne and you were you able to pop it. Yes. <laughs> okay. Yay. I did. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I, I just love this. So thank yay. you for sending that. Awesome. Yeah. And thank you. Like I said, before we hopped on for um, my little love box, it's amazing. And I have to say like the, I got the toner, the lavender tone. And like, I seriously love just kind of like spritzing it. Like, cause I'll go out and about and I have, I'm <laughs> like 87% Irish. So like, <laughs> like oh, dry yeah. skin. <laughs> so I love being able to have something to just give like that quick refresh because I can just tell the difference, like after I spray it and kind of like pat it in. Like, I love that. Yeah. The, I always call the toner, the toning mist, um, my beauty BFF, because yeah. you can really, it's a multitasking beauty solution. So you can use it, mist it on your face before yoga. You can mist yourself for an aromatherapeutic benefit before a stressful meeting. You can do it right before you go out at night to give yourself a little glow. Um, you can miss the room to give it a beautiful calming scent. So I just love that little beauty BFF. 
Yeah, it's so versatile. Uh, and the, the smell's amazing. Um, I love it. Um, and I seriously love the planner because I am a planning person and I love pencil to paper planners. And so this has just been like amazing. And I love that it it's able to, because I looked at your example. Because at first I was like, well, do I just put like what I'm going to do for self-care? But I like that I can put like self-care, personal stuff, and then also business stuff because that really is like the makeup of my life, you know? Okay. So I love that. I love yeah. it. I, I think that the Saver Beauty Planner that you're referring to is kind of an entre. This is how an entrepreneur's mind works, yeah. and we're very much about work-life integration. And there really isn't a difference between, uh, you know, picking up my daughter's glasses and taking her, you know, in for her doctor's appointments, um, and taking her to school. There, it just blends into mm-hmm. that work meeting. And so, oftentimes, I'll be driving her somewhere and. I have to take a work meeting. And so she's sat in on so many of my conference calls. So work-life integration is really the name of the game when you become an entrepreneur. And I think the planner, the reason why we've, we've sold over a hundred thousand copies of this, Nicole, and 40 of them are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, I think people always say to us, how did you get into my entrepreneur ADD mind, right? (laughs) Because I'm one of them. Right. Yeah. Cause it could be pretty scattered up here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, I was actually on a call right before this and I was talking to someone in reference that we we've gone on multiple trips this summer, which have been great. And they were like, well, were you able to like completely take off or did you still work? And I was like, you know what? I worked a little bit in the mornings, but I took off the in the afternoons and I actually like that. Like, I don't feel like I have to, you know, like block off whole like weeks at a time, but that's just me. Everybody's totally different. Um, but yeah, it just made me think of that, that it, they're so interwoven with, with family and work. <laughs> Yeah. And, and passion. And I think that's why a lot of entrepreneurs don't mind doing some work while on vacation because it really is their passion. I think I I like what you just said, you know, you can take, you can work in the morning and then take the afternoon off. And that feels like you're playing hooky and that's yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, Oh, am I skipping school? Yeah, this is awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. So, okay. So tell me about opening your first retail store in the West village of all places. I mean, that's probably, felt like a big undertaking and like, how did, you know, how do you know it was the right decision? Okay. So yes. Well, that was where I left off in my story. Um, after, you know, I started, well, so let me just back up a little bit, if you don't mind, Nicole. Oh, yeah. cool. um, so right when I was pregnant and I created over a thousand formulas in my kitchen and people were starting to buy them, uh, I decided I didn't want to go on tour anymore because what kind of life is that? I want to stay in New York city with my family, especially my daughter. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to open up one month after she was born. Oh, wow. Um, decided to open up a little pop-up shop at the Bryant Park Holiday Shops. You know, it's these outdoor holiday kiosks. And I was like, while I was breastfeeding, I was like selling creams. And mm-hmm. I was really surprised because I sold like around $40,000 of creams. Oh, wow. And I was shocked, you know, and yeah. I thought, well, maybe I can make this a little business. So eventually, um, long story short, I was looking at a Craigslist. I don't know if you guys, if you've heard of Craigslist. Anymore. Oh yeah. But, so I was looking at a Craigslist ad and I saw there was this artist, this furniture artist who was subletting her little boutique shop, 450 square feet. And I was like, I want to do that. And so I contacted her and, you know, in New York city, opening up a retail brick and mortar is very challenging because I didn't have money. I was putting everything on my credit cards. 
I didn't have any business experience. So I really, when I look back, I had no business in opening up something <laughs> in the middle of New York City, as you mentioned, in West Village, one of the most expensive neighborhoods in all of New York City. So um, I decided that I was going to just open up this little shop and, and you know, the rest is history. But the reason why I opened up there is because while I was selling at the Bryant Park shops, I would often ask people who purchased from me, where do you live? And they always, almost always said West Village. That's so, awesome. That's a smart question to ask. Yes. And the West Village really helped us because those West Village women, they just loved the brand. They, it was a lot of word of mouth. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when I opened up the West Village spot, actually it was not a spot at the time. It was, uh, it was uh, just a retail shop. And, um, I decided to open up there because first of all, she, the, the artist who was a furniture artist, she let me, um, she gave me a very small amount that I would have to pay her for the security deposit. Cause in New York city, sometimes you have to pay three to six months of security deposit and rents can be anywhere from 12 to $40,000 a month. Oh my goodness. That's crazy. So that's, that's a big chunk of change. Yeah. So she was willing to give it to me for like, I think $13,000 for the security deposit, something really that very manageable. And um, I decided to open up there because all these celebrities lived around there. At mm -hmm. the time, Jennifer Aniston had a place down there. Um, Hugh Jackman lives around there. Julianne Moore lives down there. Um, Annie Leibovitz was just um, around the corner. So all the celebrities lived there. And so I was like, oh my gosh, we're going to make so much money down here. <laughs> and um, then three days in, like nobody walked in. And I was just like, oh my gosh, I made such a big mistake. We're not going to make any money. We're going to have a zero dollar day. And I quickly realized that the reason why a lot of celebrities live in that neighborhood is because there's no passersby. Uh, there's no traffic. They want uh -huh. the privacy. So I thought I had made a huge mistake and then somebody walked in and this is why I often feel like the universe just, you do your part and the universe will do its part. Yes. Um, someone walked in and said, do you do facials? <laughs> and I don't know what possessed me, but I just said, yes. <laughs> and so that was a real turning point for us because then we started giving facials and um, we started getting write-ups in magazines and in Yelp. And that really was helped. That's what helped us make our mark in New York City. Yeah. Oh, I love that. And yeah, I saw on the website, like Allure, Refinery29, like you have got, you guys have been featured in a lot of different places. Yes. And I, you know, after a few years we were doing like, uh, it was 450 square feet. And thanks to all of the support that we had gotten from beauty editors, from our guests, mm -hmm. from Yelp reviews, um, we were doing a million dollars in this small, tiny boutique, which mm -hmm. if you add it up, it was more per square foot than Apple <laughs> down the road, you know? Right. So um, it was a real a testament to hard work, but also loving what we were doing and just listening to our customers. Because if she had not walked in and asked you to do facials, I don't think we would have survived past three months. Right. Yeah, totally. And how many spas do y'all have now? So we, we have two, one on the Upper awesome. West Side and one in the West Village. We partner with, um, you know, uh, women-owned spas across the United, United States and um, we're opening up a Saver Beauty and Spa in Bangkok, Thailand later this year. Oh, wow. That's exciting. Congratulations. Yeah. So we're very excited about it. 
Oh, I love that. By the way, that's, that's another story of synergy. Uh, the person who's opening it up there, she's licensing the name from us and she was a West village. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. wow. And that's a testament to, you know, become a customer to becoming and like, you know, an owner type, like a franchisee almost like that. She truly yeah. believes in it. Yes. Yes. And I'm so happy that she's a woman entrepreneur and I couldn't be, be more thrilled. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Um, okay. So during the pandemic, you know, like everybody's life's kind of changed, you know, and we had so many different things that we couldn't, couldn't do. And, you know, just all of that thing. And um, you had to close your spas, but you also got it and went through a divorce and you say those experiences d- deepened your self-love. So I, I'd love to hear a little more about that. So during the pandemic, 2020 was a big, it was the should have been the worst year of my life, but it was actually the best year of my life. Um, Because I think people often think that divorce is a bad thing, Mm -hmm. but it's actually a very, uh, it's an amazing opening Mm -hmm. for people because listen, you, you go through this monumental moment and you come to a realization and have you ever heard the, the saying the barns burnt down? I can now see the moon. No, I haven't actually. Yeah. So that's, that's the clarity and the beauty of the clarity that you gain from um, a big event like that. And so I found myself alone with my daughter in the pandemic. And then on top of it, Governor Cuomo, our governor of New York at the time, he mandated the shutdown of our spas as you know, the rest of the world did for other brick and mortars. Yeah. So for the first time in my life, I had so much time in my hands and I didn't have my husband there (laughs) of 20 years. And you know, my daughter and I were living in this apartment in the Upper West Side, and um, and we had our cute new puppy with us. Aww. So, um, you know, it was very um, difficult because being alone after that those many years is very challenging. Mm-hmm. But it's a time where I let go of all the labels. Now I was not a spa owner. Now I was, um, you know, we had a a bustling e-com business, which really did well during the pandemic. And I wasn't a wife. And so I had to re-get to know myself Mm -hmm. from the inside out. And that's where self-love starts, right? Um, Starting to deeply care for ourselves because it affects how we live, how we manifest success, and how we connect with ourselves and others. And we think that our inner energy is invisible to others, even though it's in and around us, but people can sense and see it. Mm -hmm. And it really does affect um, how we manifest our outer world as well. So so self-love is really giving yourself the gift of time to connect to your, you know, your beauty, your brilliance and, and your balance actually. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And so for anybody listening, if anybody's like, okay, I'd, I'd love to do that, but I don't really know how to get started. Like, do you have any tips on that? For self-love? Well, um, well, first of all, let me also share that I think when you love the self-love really helped me to actually love my ex-husband in a different way. And we have a very good relationship today. We're friends. And more importantly, we're on the same co-parenting page and we provide a lot of stability to our daughter. Awesome. Um, so I think being able to, when you love yourself, you can only give what you have. Mm-hmm. So when you learn to love yourself, um, it is a, a true gift to everyone around you. Yeah. Okay. So that self-love is a really big word. And 
I like to say that it's getting to know ourselves and really truly liking and loving what we see. So the book is about um, self-love rituals and how you, how you nourish your skin is how you nourish yourself. So I talk a lot about how washing your face as the first Mm -hmm. ritual, Mm -hmm. because we, our skin needs detox, nourishment and love and care, just like our souls do. So if we can learn how to do it on the exterior, we can learn how to do it on the interior. So washing your face, you know, at night, can you do that every single night, even for one minute, just to tell yourself that you matter. Mm -hmm. So I use a cleansing oil and um, we have a cleansing oil right now. I'm using the Kalahari cleansing oil has it's loaded with vitamin F to deeply clean the pores. And that's symbolic. So you wash your face And it's symbolic for really cleaning out your pores. Um, And it's a spiritual cleansing as well. Can you reset your skin and reset your your, your soul as well? And then I layer on top um, the jasmine cleansing milk, which is, you know, it gently cleanses away the day, the dirt, the debris. And can you do that with your soul as well? Can you cleanse away the day and forgive yourself, forgive others? for whatever it is, can you let it go? And can you go to bed, reset, so that you're not thinking about the millions of things that you have going on. As entrepreneurs, we have a million things. You can go through your checklist. I'm sure you can relate, Nicole. Go to bed and you've got, your your mind is racing. Oh my gosh, I've got to do this. I've got to do that. Why didn't this get done? Why didn't that that get done? You've got so much on your shoulders. But Washing your face is a a spiritual reminder to cleanse your soul, skin and soul, so that you're not thinking about all of that. And your, your, your mind is clear Mm -hmm. and you're going to create that boundary now compartmentalize that you cannot hold on to the stress. You can let it go. And there is tomorrow, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I love that. And it's such a, an easy and simple way, you know, because like, I feel like sometimes too, we just we rush through our days and it's like, oh, I, I'll wash my face later. I'll just throw some water on it. But it's like taking that few minutes to just do an act for ourselves that like correlates to, like you said, our soul. And then that having that energy is going to make everything better in the rest of like the other areas of your life, you know? Right. Because I think, you know, when you're thinking about it, you're going to pull out the dirt and debris and toxins mm-hmm. from the pores. You're pulling it out of your mind and your, and your spirit and your soul. And yeah. so then now you're in bed and all of this, just remember those <clears throat> Use those I should, I should be better, I should be doing more. All of those I shoulds, which I used to say to myself all the time, that's dirt and debris that you're not mm-hmm. going to allow to enter into your space right now. Okay, so tomorrow when you wake up, you'll wake up with your planner, the Saber <laughs> Beauty Planner is what I use, and you can write down, you can detox, you can write down everything that you need to do for the day. And you don't need to attach any of the emotions or the stressors to it, just write it down. And that's the, the dirt and the, the debris, you can detox that onto a page in your planner, on your digital device, whatever you use for later. Yeah. But when you go to sleep, I really challenge you to go to sleep with the, this reset spirit and mm. let it go. We can only handle stressors for so long. Mm-hmm, definitely. And just remember those, those those thoughts are toxic. Right. 
And, and I love too that it kind of like gets you in that mood of kind of relaxing to have a better night's sleep, you know, yeah. which is going to be, yeah, so much more rejuvenating, better for your body. You're going to wake up feeling better, which is going to lead to better decisions, you know, more energy, all of that. And I love that what you just said, better decisions and more energy, because remember, everything is energy. Mm-hmm. So you, you when you can come to the table, uh, you know, whether it's meeting with your employees or your contractors or your clients, um, and you have a refreshed energy and you've got one that's, that doesn't have the toxins of the night before all the thoughts, and it's just a clean and clear energy. You, people are attracted to that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. And and you do, as you said, make better decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, because oftentimes our words get in the way, our actions get in the way, but people really feel your energy and that's what people respond to. Yes, totally. I'm definitely a believer in like the law of attraction. So like for sure, the better you feel, the better, you know, you're going to attract and yeah, all snowballs from there. Yes. And yes. And I would also, you asked also another way that other people can, um, you know, start their self-love rituals. Um, another way that's, I think, perfect for people in business is uh, the mind and detox ritual that I actually have on radicalradiance.com. So you can um, you can grab that in, on the blog. It's called How to Declutter Your Mind. So we're talking a lot about decluttering your mind. So I usually put on a Manuka honey mask mixed with our chamomile moisture mask, which is very soothing. Put that on on a Sunday or Monday morning. And so again, that's detoxing my skin and pulling out the toxins. And so then I sit down with my Saver Beauty Planner and in there, it, it's tabbed. Um, it's called my next 90 days and it's mm-hmm. tabbed for 12 weeks. And the first, every single tab has uh, detox your brain, dump out all of the, do this, do that inner voices out of your head. You can do this on a pen, with a pen and paper and you just write down everything that you need to do in the coming week. Can I tell you everything from planning out your meals to um, putting out a press release, okay? So everything in between. And you just write it out and it's cathartic Mm -hmm. to get your thoughts out onto paper, out of your head onto paper. I love, yeah, I totally agree. I love it. And you know, also too, like what I love about all of this is that, it, it's a ritual and we can have that sacred time, but it doesn't have to take a ton of time. I mean, you can, if you, you know, have a bunch of time, but as entrepreneurs, I feel like a lot of times we're like, okay, I'll get to that later. I've got to do this and this and this and this, but this is something that it's actually like sustainable that we could do. Yes. Yes. I, I love that. And um, yes, that is very sustainable. And um, I think a third thing, which is more mindset for to begin self-love is a mantra that I've adopted for this next 90 days that I've, mm. I've come up with as I worked with my 90 day vision. Um, it's the mantra that no expectations, I hold the space for standards. Mm. So this is something I'm, I'm practicing with everybody that I, I do work with. Like, you know, I am very clear about what my standards are and I'm playing tennis, quote, ten, proverbial tennis at a certain level. And I deserve to play with people who enjoy playing tennis as well, yeah, metaphorically, and also play at my level. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not going to hit my head against a wall and expect you to get better, expect you to get better. I will train and I will um, mentor But, you know, I expect at some point for us to rise to a certain level of professional excellence and standards. 
And you can do this if you are a freelancer with your clients, you know, mm-hmm. we play at a certain, we vibe at a certain level or we don't. And I think that oftentimes we try to bend over backwards for our clients or we try yeah. to bend over backwards for our employees or we try to bend over backwards for our contractors. And it's like, well, yes, there is a, a time where you do need to learn how to work together and you're helping each other to get to the next level. But at a certain point, there needs to be the realization that we all need to rise and vibe at the same standards, right? Yeah, totally. And have that respect, you know, of wanting to rise and show that person respect and respect to yourself to to hit those goals. Yes. I love that. That's so true. <clears throat> yeah, I I see that a lot. And I've definitely been guilty of it too, of like, oh yeah, you're calling me at 10 p.m. I'll answer, you know, like, and it's, that's, like you said, there's some times that that's okay. And like, maybe you're trying to hit a goal and it's time sensitive, but to not be able to have those boundaries, like that just leads to a lot of stress later on. Yes. And you know, it's interesting that you said that you will pick, so you used to, or I don't know if you still do, hopefully not. <laughs> not as much. No, no, I don't. <laughs> yeah. and, and sometimes there is an urgent matter and yeah. we take care of it. But um, well, so I find that, I mean, I've coached hundreds, if not thousands of entrepreneurs in my past life. I um, had a program called Savor the Success, where we were coaching. Um, I was hosting conferences for 500 women entrepreneurs, um, you know, hosted by Amex and Whole Foods. And we were doing a lot of virtual console uh, uh, programs for entrepreneurs. So I've coached so many. And here's what I've learned. I think entrepreneurs are the ones that hurt and healed and now have a greater sense of empathy. Mm-hmm. They're usually not the ones that totally fit in in high school. Mm-hmm. They're not. They're usually the ones that may have been ostracized at one point in their lives. They're usually the ones that just quite didn't fit in because in order to be an entrepreneur, you do have to be a little bit of a rebel, mm-hmm. you know. And you usually are a bit of a rebel when you don't totally color in between the lines and fit in to society. Right. And so because we have this huge, the ones who who have hurt and healed, they're the ones that have the biggest empathy for others. And so it's very easy for us to want to empathize and to want to help and to extend ourselves beyond our capacity sometimes to do that. And so boundaries is a really big lesson for us, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and I'm not talking about just like physical, like, uh, you know, the not answering the phone at 10 PM, but also the boundary of our own thoughts, what we were talking about earlier, you know, when we wash our faces and it's a, it's a symbol for, um, spiritual and skin cleansing, you know, to not allow those negative toxic thoughts to enter into our brains late at night. That's also a boundary, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so it's the empathy that we have for others that kind of sometimes does not allow us to um, have the balance that we need to vibrate at our heart, at our highest selves. Yeah, totally. Oh, I love that. It's so true. So I'm excited to learn about your unconventional productivity hack for getting things done. Um, I I love the the name. It's um, you organize your day into bursts of joy. So <laughs> what does that mean? I can't wait to learn more. Well, okay. So in the planner, say review the planner, there's the um, 90 days. Uh, my next 90 days is what it's called. And so um, where it came from is I, I used to host um, something called Saver Success Circles, and we would organize our goals into 90 days. And there were always around 100 women in the program at each 90 days. 
And we would pair them into pods, masterminds of four to six women. And they would choose a 90-day goal, and then they would hold each other accountable for 12 weeks. And then we would launch another 90 days. And so, um, you know, the planner is organized around that. And the whole concept is, you know, you get to celebrate your year four times in four bursts of joy every year. It's like having four New Year's Eves, you know? So I found that, um, you know, people forget their New Year's resolutions within two weeks. I think there's a study that says something like more than 80% of people forget what, what their New Year's resolution is two weeks in. Oh, wow. So I know, right? So that's why I, I prefer to work in 90-day goals and even breaking it down into 30-day goals, you know, um, just so that we can stay on track and we can reset every 90 days. Um, but my productivity hack actually is Organize Your Gorgeous Chaos, which is also a blog on RadicalRadiance.com. And it's part of the Saver Beauty Planner where you um, consider your life like a well-organized closet. And you put the bobby pins in one container, you put the Q-tips in another container, you put the eyeliner in another container, because if you open up a closet that has it all over, it's chaotic. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is we want to organize that gorgeous chaos um, in our closets. But if we think of our lives like that, you know, my daughter, her, her school, we're coming back to school right now, her school needs is one container. And then my, my meeting with my spa manager is another container. And then my meeting with, um, you know, my digital team is another container. My podcast with you is another container, right? And so if we can write that, we actually have organized your gorgeous chaos pages and Mm -hmm. it looks like a closet. (laughs) And you just put a title at the top, you know, Sienna's back to school list, um, Rachel's podcast, uh, meeting with spa manager. And I do a brain dump on mm-hmm. what it is that each part needs to have. Your life feels so much more organized and productive. So that's a big productivity hack. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's kind of easier to, to not feel overwhelmed when you kind of break them all out into compartments like that. Right. And, and you said two very important words right now. <laughs> um, you said overwhelm and compartment compartmentalize. Mm-hmm. So that's really what it is. That system, the organize your gorgeous chaos system really helps you to break down overwhelm by compartmentalizing. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So now for my favorite question, I feel like I might know the answer because you kind of referenced it earlier. Um, but what is your favorite way or like the most effective way that, you know, you've grown by marketing your business? Like your, what's your favorite marketing strategy or strategies? Mm. Oh my gosh. There's so many. <laughs> okay. I'll talk about my favorite. And then can I talk also about the most effective? Totally. <laughs> so, well, I mean, my favorite is the most effective and it's having great products. Products mm-hmm. that really I created from an authentic need to heal something for myself. And, and, and my mom, you know, her skincare, she was the one that said, Angela, I need a serum to go under my cream. And, um, and the serums are one of our most uh, celebrated best-selling products, you know, so it it always came out of an authentic need. And I have a lot of passion for the products that we launch. And I, the reason I call that um, marketing is because we put it out to the world and, you know, you're only as good as your products because then people fall in love with it. And then their word of mouth, they're telling their friends and they're talking about it over dinner parties. And they're telling their moms and their sisters and their best friends, their husbands about it. 
And so it just sort of grew from that kind of, I think Saber Beauty grew from that wildfire of they love the products, right? Yeah. So probably the most effective marketing has been our email list. And I think that this is really important for all entrepreneurs to cultivate and to um, really put a lot of nourishment into. So our email list is our gold list. Mm-hmm. And we um, are able to have six-figure days, especially around the holidays, because of our email list. Oh, that's, that's awesome. It. Yeah. And it's so important that you put out quality mm-hmm. content and build that email list, um, you know, and make sure that every email has some content that you're really proud of because this is what will help you grow your brand. It's what helps you keep in touch with your customers. And it's really what helps you to increase your cash flow and your revenue. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yes. I love it. When I hear people say email is dead, I'm like, no, it's please don't say that. It's not. It's, it could no. be so effective if it's used the right way. Especially for um, a customer crowd that still checks their emails, which really yeah. is the 30 plus year olds, which are the working people who have money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, we check our emails. I think they said the average is like 15 times a day or something. So, I mean, they, we are checking our emails often. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. I love that. I, I totally agree. Um, okay. And my last question, um, what do you do to get outside of your comfort zone to help grow your business? Mm, get out of my comfort zone to help grow my business. Well, here's the thing. I think getting out of my comfort zone is a self-awareness and admitting to myself that I'm not good at certain things and hiring mm-hmm. people who are better at it than me. Let me give you an example. So, you know, one of my mantras and affirmations for the last 90 days was I plant and nourish seeds. And my mm-hmm. philosophy around planting seeds is it's an action that has potential for growth. And so I am great. I'm very creative. And so I'm really great at planting seeds and I love new, new, newness. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so good at execution mm-hmm. and I'm not so good at holding people accountable for execution. So I thought to myself, well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to meet with people and I'm going to hold them accountable and I'm going to, you know, and as much as I want to be a good manager, I'm just not, I don't know if I have too much on my plate as the CEO and founder of my business or or what it is, but I'm just not good at it. And I didn't want to admit it to myself for a long time, but then I finally admitted it to myself and I hired a project manager and she's doing so much, a much better job than I am. And so it's uncomfortable to admit when I'm not good at and to give away a part of that control, yeah. but it, it, it has its rewards, exponential rewards when you can reach beyond your comfort zone. Yes, I totally agree. Yeah, it, it's a lot because, you know, we start these things, we grow these little, you know, businesses like babies and then to kind of give away some of our control. I recently um, kind of went through something similar this year. And it's at first I was very, not very, but a little hesitant. Um, but yeah, it's been amazing. And that's why, you know, I was able to only work like an hour in the morning on vacation, you know, because I wanted to, not because I felt like I had to, you know, so I you totally agree. hesitant to hire somebody to take some things off your plate. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, I and mean, then that's always the trickiest hire is, yeah. you know, taking things off your plate because you didn't, it's quality control. Um, yeah. And I think something that we all need to admit to ourselves because, you know, now I have all these, you know, I have obviously employees working in the spas and are they going to do it hundred percent the way I want them to do it? And are they going to do it hundred percent the way I think is going to be the best way to do it? 
No, it's mm-hmm. usually going to be about 60 to 80% of what you want, mm-hmm. but we need to be okay with that and to hire good people with, um, who make good judgment calls, right. to be able to, um, and be at peace. Yes. With, okay. It's going to be 60 to 80% of what I want it to be. And then to have good checks and balance in place so that yeah. you can make sure there's a quality control. Totally. Yeah. I love it. I totally agree. Well, awesome. Well, where can everybody find you? Like your website, social media, all that, so they can connect with you more. Okay. So um, I want to share first that if uh, people buy the book, uh, Radical Radiance, they will be able to go to radicalradiance.com. And um, I'm give, I give away some of my best piece of advice that didn't make it into the book through our virtual goodie bag Ooh. valued at over $350. And some of those goodies and gifts include um, my one minute glow routine, where I show you how I get ready for you know, a Zoom call in less than a minute. Um, my manifestation workshop, abundance workshop. We Ooh. talked about, you love the word abundance. Mm-hmm. Um, some videos, some of the most inspiring videos of interviews I've done with women entrepreneurs over the years. Um, you know, the Guilt Founder, and Stella and Dot founder, they're on there as well. So go to RadicalRadiance.com, upload your receipt at the virtual goodie bag link, and you'll get access to all of that. And then you can also re- go to SaverBeauty.com, um, SaverBeautyPlanner.com. And then I play in the Instagram playground the most. And <laughs> so a lot of people DM me, and I definitely read all the DMs and respond to as many as I can. Awesome. And is that Saver Beauty or is that your name? Or- oh, at Angela Gia Kim, J-I-A Kim. Awesome. Yeah, I'll put all that in the podcast notes, but um, yay. Oh, this has been such a fun conversation. Yes, thank you so much again for the the wine. I, I've been drinking it, by the way, this entire yay. time. I'm a little bit buzz happy now. <laughs> well, we're towards the end of the week. You know, that's why I love doing it, like towards the end of the week on a Thursday or Friday where I can kind of like relax and the guests can relax and we wind down the week. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Nicole. Yeah, thank you. And yeah, thank you for my products and the planner. I I am I cannot wait to sit and fill it all out. Um, and yes, like I said, I'm loving the toner. And I also have the serum, the pumpkin seed serum. And it's like, oh. it feels like silk. Like, it's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's fantastic. So you know what you can do, Nicole, for just a morning mist glow? This is a little ritual you can do when you wake up. Just take a little bit of the pumpkin serum, um, which has a lot of zinc and vitamins um, to restore and rejuvenate your face. Uh, just a little bit in your palm of your hand and then mist that lavender toner that you and I were talking about earlier, <laughs> Beauty BFF. Mist a couple times into your palms, warm it up and then massage it onto your face. And you're just going to have this gorgeous glow while you sip on your morning coffee. Oh, I love that. Okay. I will try it in the morning. Okay. Thank you awesome. so much. Thanks. And thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. Hey there, I hope you found that episode helpful, and I hope there are some takeaways you can start implementing into your business right now. Um, I just really love chatting with Angela and just felt like she was such a wealth of knowledge, so it was so fun. So thank you for listening. Um, If you're looking for help with your marketing, whether it's coaching or done with you or done for you, if you don't want anything to do with it, I'd love to help. Um, I've got some fun new ways to work together, and you can learn about that on my website at nb.marketing. And thanks again for listening and I'll be back next week.